1: And I'm speaking this morning in this, this adult class about dreams and visions, some goals that we have in our life, so when everyone has dreams and visions and goals, so we're moving forward. The word of the Lord says we're moving forward, and the prayer of Jabez says that we can enlarge our sphere of influence. Amen. Amen. So a uh, verse that I think of when I think of goals and visions is uh, an exhortation to not give up. We don't want to give up. And Galatians 6.9 says, don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season, let's all say due season, we shall reap if we don't faint, if we don't give in, give up, and, or give out. So uh, we're not chained to our current capabilities. Now, that's a good, good word. We are not chained to, our, chained to our current capabilities. We've been talking in Ladies' Bible Study about that we're partners with God. And I mean, if we really get that revelation that we are partnered up with God, then there's no limits to where he will bring you and I in our lives and in our uh, effectiveness for the gospel. So let's go ahead and I'll pray together. Thank you, Father. Father, we're so grateful that we can gather around your word, that your word doesn't return void. Your word is everything to us. Your word is healing and life and hope. And, Father, the word became flesh, and here you dwell among us. Jesus, today we behold your glory. Glory is of the only begotten of the Father. Thank you, Lord. You're full of grace. You're full of truth. So we, we know that we are full of grace. We are full of truth. Thank you for your anointing, whatever is needed here today. And I believe that there is an anointing here today for satisfaction. Lord, that you satisfy the longing soul and you fill us with good things. Thank you, Lord. Hope is alive. Thank you, Lord, for renewing our minds. Thank you, Lord, for your presence and your anointing in the classrooms on every child and the call that is on their life that you you've blessed them to be a blessing and that you'll do significant things here today in the spirit for your glory in the name of Jesus everyone how about if we shout amen amen there's power in the shout so i have a memory of going back to mama perry's and it was a like a it might have just been a note that she wrote or even that her daughter dawn wrote but it's it's Luke 18, but okay, wait, let's read this again before we go to the next one. So we're talking today about we don't want to give up. Don't give up, okay? Don't give up. Maybe we're praying for somebody that it appears impossible or a healing or a miracle or a situation. We Don't give up. If you're making a title for this, let's, let's shout that out. Don't give up. Amen! Why don't you turn to someone next to you and say, don't give up. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to give up. So this says, let us not be weary. Come on, we don't want to get tired. We don't want to get discouraged or worn out. Amen? Shout amen. But it says, we in in well-doing for in due season. Now many of us have experienced a due season and we saw something come to pass and Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes and we've seen trees of life grow up, we've we've seen fruit growing on blossoming beautiful answers to prayer for it says in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So the last part is totally up to us. It's up to us if we're going to give up on our visions. Are we going to give up on our goals, our dreams? Do we have a dream? Well. Maybe today over the, I've had to ask myself that different times. What is my dream? What, what do I get up for every day? What's my passion? What do I care about? And we have to ask ourselves from time to time and ask ourselves today, what is our dream? What are you hoping for? What are you believing for that something that you do today, let's say today, not tomorrow, something you do today is different than yesterday that is going to bring you different results for tomorrow. Yes? Amen. Thank you, Lord. We affect souls. Jesus said that we 're fully equipped, so we don't want to give up so anyway um luke eighteen one so I had this memory of the Word of God uh, being shared, and it's it's one verse, but you know how god 's word it, it's incorruptible incorruptible it's um, indestructible it's ever living seed of the word of god so Something that was maybe 30 years ago, this verse was said to me, and it was like, boom, and it never leaves. This word never leaves. We can walk on it. We can live with it. We can hang on to it. And uh, Jesus was speaking to the parable about prayer, and he said, men ought, ought always to pray. Well, amen to that. We just ought to do it, right? And um and he said, and, do not faint. He spoke a parable that man ought always to pray and to faint not. And that's that's all I want to say about that verse or read on that verse, but there's so much in it. Not faint means don't lose heart. If you've lost your hope or your heart's just not in it anymore, it, it says don't faint. Don't lose heart. Don't be discouraged. Don't give, And this is the part that I wrote in my Bible some 30 years ago. It says, don't give in, don't give up, and don't give out. So we want to have tenacity in our prayers, tenacity in our dreams, tenacity in our visions, and tenacity in choices that we make every day. So I'm speaking to myself. What am I going to do today that is going to make a difference for the glory of God tomorrow? And change lives and release life believe for miracles and I'm sure every one of us are standing in the gap for a situation that appears impossible Uh, but a friend of ours had a poster she put God wants to walk in to your impossible I think it was worded even better than that but but that's the truth God wants to walk in to that impossible situation so we want to keep praying keep dreaming keep believing. I want to just say over and over, don't give up. Don't give up. I've got dreams. I've got visions. And you all do. And it it may involve something with the gospel, but it may involve other things too, like we've been talking about in Ladies Bible Study, that God is the author of witty inventions. You know, maybe you have a dream for, for a invention. And Um, Well, so much we could say about that. But let's go ahead and show that one slide, and then we'll have a handout of this if you want it. This, again, was from years ago. So, hallelujah. How many remember this from years ago? Yes, we we passed it out probably 30 years ago. But if you want to read it with me, you can. Don't give up. You may be just one tap away from breaking through one prayer away from victory. You never fail until you stop trying. So there's an anointing in the atmosphere for us to be revitalized and recharged and encouraged and pick that, pick that dream back up, pick that hope back up and see what God will do. I'm repeating myself here that we are not chained to our current capabilities. Now that is wonderful news. Say, let's stop and think about it. what are our current capabilities. Well, if we would have sat there, whatever age you are, if we would have sat at our current capability, say 10 years ago, we'd probably be slipping backwards. But no, there's an army rising up, and we're moving forward, and we're depending. On the anointing, it's all about the anointing. It's all about the word. And there's teachers and soul winners and ministries in this room because you, you believe that you were not chained to your current capabilities. So we're moving forward. We're not giving up. There's an old saying. It says, shoot for the moon. Even if we miss, we'll land among the stars. Amen? So let's go to Luke eight, twenty-two. And Jesus said in this chapter, he said, let's go to the other side. You want to go to the other side today? Let's go, let's go, let's go to the other side. So as we read this, but ask yourself, what's your other side? Where is that, where is that in your life? Where do you want to go to the other side? Now, it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and that's what he said to them. He said, come on, let's go over to the other side. I think we should say that out loud. Let's go over to the other side. Let's go somewhere. Let's move. We talked again in Ladies Bible Study. Let's get unstuck. If we've been stuck, that we can go forward. And and the last, those last four words are powerful. And what? And they launched forth. So... On that certain day, Jesus went into a ship, and he said to them, and he's saying to us, let's go over to the other side. Let's do something we haven't ever done before. If we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always gotten. And I remember Pastor Dave preaching that again years ago. The word doesn't return void, but it's those things that just encourage us and recharge us and, and uh, give us something to focus on and to look forward. We don't want to look backward come on let's look forward so let's go over to the other side Jesus is saying to us the other side of the lake he said a similar thing to the children of Israel have you been around that mountain long enough come on let's get a new direction might not take much of a shift but it will be a powerful shift and they launched forth and verse 23 as they sailed as they sailed I just want to say as they sailed, well, we know the story, Jesus fell asleep. There came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water, and they were in peril. Their, their lives were in danger. So what might happen to us as we sail? As we say, you know, I'm going to pick up this lost dream. I'm going to try again for this goal that I had. And we'll, we'll talk about some of those things might be very little but they're very big so but as they launch forth as we launch forth shall we say as we take a step of faith what can happen on our way to the other side on our way to something new on our way to a dream on our way to a goal on our way to a destination i know that there's a saying years ago it says many 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 people die with the music still in them And don't we want to let that music out, whatever that music is? Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's a new career. Maybe it's a a craft. Maybe it's something um, brand new, a new type of ministry. But we don't want to die with that still in us, right? Amen? We want to release it. So when they launched out, all of us know it might not be smooth sailing after we launch, after we take a step, after we go forward. And as they sailed, Jesus fell asleep. It's a kind of a picture of they felt like he was gone. Lord, where are you? That feeling. It's a feeling we can have. Lord, are you sleeping? Lord, where are you? But four things happened after they launched out. As they sailed, Jesus fell asleep. It says a storm of wind came up. The boat filled with water. That water in our lives might represent fear. might rep- represent doubt. But that boat filled up with water, and they were in peril. They were in danger. And if we've la- launched out and set goals, believing for a change, and it's not smooth sailing just back to the whole theme of this whole thing, are we going to quit? No. <laughs> we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God whereby you may be able to withstand all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And declare today, tell yourself, look in the mirror and say, I'm moving forward. I'm making a change. I had to do that this just this week. I had to say, I had to write my note, write a self to myself a note, thank you. And say, Jeannie, it's time for a change. And we we need to make that decision. I believe I believe we need to make that today. There's always something that we can make a decision and say it's time to change okay verse 24 it was storming so they came to jesus and they woke him up come on not that jesus ever has to be woke up but don't we want to arouse jesus cry out to him get his attention and they cry out saying master master we're perishing i think we've all prayed a prayer like that and uh but he arose thank you jesus you're rising up you hear our cry He knows what your your desire is, and he knows the assignment that is on your life. He sees the full potential. He knows that you're partnered with God, and when we're partnered with God, we cannot fail. He has a call on our life, and I know because he's infinite that there's more, more and more and more. So Jesus got up. And he uh, still, in verse 24, it says he rebuked. He commanded the wind and the raging water, and they ceased. But don't you love this part here? It says, the last four words, there was, say it. Isn't the word calm a beautiful word? Thank you, Lord, for a calm right here in this room, in every area of everyone's life. And we don't just pray us, us for no more. We say, We say, Lord, all of Brookings, South Dakota, United States of America, all the nations of the world, thank you, Lord. There was a calm. When the Holy Spirit comes, there's a calm. There's a peace. I pray that we'll be released today in every area of our life and every relationship, every situation in your homes there was a calm, the wind and the raging waters and those, those circumstances, they ceased because we have commanding authority. That's a whole nother sermon. Verse 25, Jesus questioned their faith. Where's your faith? Why were you so scared? Why were you upset? And they wondered what manner of man this is. And then just the first part of verse 26, it says, and they arrived. And they arrived. Do you want to get where you're going? I believe prophetically, we will arrive. They went to the country of the Gadarenes, and of course, they um, did amazing ministry there in that particular chapter and in the next chapter. And I want to say the country of the Gadarenes, the country of their dreams, the country of their goals, their promised land. And God is able. We are not chained to our current capabilities. I want to say it again. We are not chained to our current capabilities. The mighty one lives in you, greater is he who's in you. Let's go ahead and look at. Second Peter 1. Uh, the Bible actually, again, this came to me years ago, but the Bible talks about nearsighted Christians. We often think of in the Bible where people are blind. And I think I'll just um, read this whole portion here and see what the Holy Spirit is speaking To each one of us personally. Second Peter one, let me just say this before I read. I remember in second grade, I think it was second grade, I had to get glasses because I couldn't see the board and I, I couldn't see and they told me I was nearsighted and so I wore glasses till this day still believing for a miracle healing that, the, um, that eye conditions can, can and will be healed. And we've heard testimonies of that. But I couldn't see things that were far away. And spiritually if, if we have a vision, a goal our vision needs to become crisp. I remember one eye doctor over the many years Of seeing eye doctors saying that you um, your vision is very crisp that was with correction I thought oh I love that word don't we want to have crisp vision in the spirit so yeah we can see today oh you know we're gonna go to church we're gonna do da 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 and hopefully come back to church tonight but but we are gonna perish my people perish for lack of vision so we want to spiritually be able to see things that are far off there. 2020, nearsighted means we can't see what's far away. The Bible talks about being spiritually nearsighted. Poor vision, blurry, is what we're looking ahead to, blurry. The, the uh, Word of God can bring a crispness. to me when i was being if i'm spiritually nearsighted it's like just being able to see what's close up and kind of a survival mode but wow when we can see down the road and even in the world they you know they lay out five what's your 5 year vision what's your vision for the year what's your 10 year vision what are your goals what are your dreams and I believe as Christians that we can write it out and find out and see if we're on target and keep moving and keep growing and realign when necessary. So this particular portion of scripture to me is very um, powerful, so I didn't want to just read one verse. But I want to say in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 2, I want to say grace and peace be multiplied to you. God is a God of multiplication. May may grace and peace right now, today, this very hour where we're seated, may it be multiplied to you. What's going to be multiplied? Grace and peace. And then it gets better. It says, through the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, knowledge is power. The more we see the word, that's why there is a tremendous battle to keep people out of the word of God. Because when you see the word of God, and we see what is ours, and we see all that is included in what God has done for, for us, and, and what Jesus has given us, then our eyes are enlightened, right? Isn't that how we got born again? The eyes of our understanding are being enlightened, that we can see, that we can know the hope of our calling, and know what God wants us to do, and and run, run the race, and and have visions, have dreams, and have goals, and be excited about living. Thank you, Lord, in this room that there's no boredom. There's no boredom in our God. There's, there's no lethargy or uh, lack of energy, but we're ignited with God's power, with his resurrection life. So there's a multiplication that takes place, and it's grace. Thank you, Lord, for grace. And it's peace, and, but it's multiplied. It's happening right now. And it's through the knowledge of God, the more we get to know him, see him, be with him, hear from him, the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his divine power. I love this. He's given us all things. Can we say that? Hey, he has given us all things. He has given us all things that pertain, I want to release this, (laughs) may the Holy Spirit release it, anything that pertains to life, anything that pertains to godliness, and then it goes back to through the knowledge of him. How do you get to know someone? Yes. We may know people in the community, but if we haven't spent time with them. We know about them, but we don't know them. But we can know him power of his resurrection fellowship of his suffering and hear from him and walk in this anointing that he has and each anointing is particular it's a particular anointing on each one of your lives so these things pertain to life and to godliness through the knowledge of him that's called us to I love the word glory (laughs) to glory and to virtue and uh, we would love to visit, uh, talk more about that word, but, but um, let me just interject this here. As we worship the Lord today and as we hear the word of God, pause and recognize his glory. Map the glory. For the glory of God comes when we honor his word, just like we're doing right now, when we sing in praise, and his glory comes, and then there's, it settles on us. There's this rest. So pay attention today for the glory. God is He's so good to, to give us this, these experiences. Whereby are given unto us, verse 4, exceeding great precious promises, that by these, say by these, you may be partakers. Come on. We're partners with God. You're going to partake of all these good things, these great and precious promises. And you, you're going to partake of, say it, it's a divine nature. No longer do we have to say, well, I'm just, I'm just a snake crawling around on the ground, or I'm small and, and uh, incapable like a grasshopper. No. You have been endued with power from on high, and you are a part- are partaker of the divine nature. I keep thinking of anyone here who's in college or that age group. I declare, I want to say you're a partaker of the divine nature. There's nowhere you can't go. This is for all of us. There's nothing we can't do that God has called us to do. And then we escape the corruption of the world. And verse five, beside all these things, give diligence, add to your faith. And then there's this addition here. So there's multiplication. There's Addition, there's virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance. Add to your temperance, patience, and to your patience, godliness. To your godliness, brotherly kindness. To your brotherly kindness, charity. If these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren. Come on, we're barren fruit. We are fruitful in the knowledge. There's that word again of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, let's see. I'm running out of time. Because they have a really short video, but he that lacks these things is blind. He ha- he cannot see afar off. See what I'm saying? You don't want to be that way. You want to be able to see far off. Oh, oh, it's time to quit. Almost. Anyway, so thank you, Lord, for touching our lives today and and that um, that we can see down the road. I guess I wrote a list of things that, that these. Um, might pertain to but I don't have time to get into it but um, I touched on a little bit like maybe you want to be a better parent, um, plan a vacation, be kinder at work finish some projects, run a race, take a missions trip I don't have time for any more but this video is only two minutes so if you want to go get your coffee but I'm going to go ahead and play it anyway and thank you Lord that we have dreams and visions and goals that come from your hand. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: We've got to stand strong and determined, and we've got to have a made-up mind that no matter what comes against us in life, we are going all out with God, and nothing is going to shake our faith and cause us to give up. See, the people that experience God's best are the people that have a never-say-die attitude. Anybody can quit. Anybody can give up, that's the easy way out. But God's looking for people that have a backbone made of steel. The Bible says God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. God is looking for people that are extremely determined, people that have a made-up mind, people that have their face set like a flint. The scripture says here, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord notice that word always indicates that perseverance should become a habit but we must realize just as standing strong and persevering can be a habit so can quitting and giving up and unfortunately today many people have developed this negative habit of quitting it's just part of their character when times get tough Rather than fighting the good fight of faith, they just take the easy way out and quit. But friends, God has not given us the Holy Spirit so we could become quitters. Philippians 4.13 says, We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Who hasn't ever failed? Be persistent. God never promised us that our dreams were going to come to pass on the very first time. Abraham Lincoln went through 11 political defeats, a nervous breakdown the loss of two of his children, and a severe depression all before he was elected president of the United States. See, he was determined. He had that never-say-die attitude. It's reported that Thomas Edison failed 32,000 times before he finally invented the phonograph. Can you imagine how tempted he must have been to give up after try number 1,000 or try number 10,000? What if on try number 31,999, he would have said, forget it, this thing's not going to work, I'm giving up. Well, he would have missed out on God's best. And how many times do we allow the enemy to deceive us into giving up right before our dreams come to pass?
1: Don't give up. Don't give up. God bless you. You have what you need. You have what you need, and you can, you can fulfill the, your dreams with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616.